Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, it's Will with Schedule Fly, and I'm here with Chad Beal. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina today at Bohemian Bull. Chad's the owner here, and um, we, uh, well, we're looking forward to chatting today, Chad. Thanks for taking the time to do this, my friend. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Okay. So, uh, I know you you, you uh, purchased, you had been a part of the, the partnership here, and then you purchased the restaurant uh, about a year ago. Um right. Take me back a little bit prior to that, though. What's your background in hospitality? How did you get started in hospitality? Sure. Um, well, I really, I guess you could say, kind of grew up in it in a way. Grew up kick, cooking in the kitchen with my mom always. It's one of those kids didn't really know what I wanted to do. Got a job washing dishes when I was 16 years old and really fell in love with it at that point. Not necessarily the washing dishes part, um, but <laughs> just the industry in a whole. Uh, yeah. Started cooking, became a chef. Um, Worked my way into the front of the house, became a GM. Worked a lot in big corporations a lot of my career, which gave me a really good foundation. Um, opened a lot of restaurants. I think I've got 11 now that oh, have wow. been a part of openings. Um, not that I've owned, but just been part of the corporate aspect of it, uh, which was taught me a lot. What um, were some of the corporations you worked for? Uh, worked for Carabas, which is owned by Outback. Um, was a corporate trainer for Chick-fil-A yeah. for a couple of years. Um, Great which organization. Was a, yeah, really good. That was, a, um, even though not something that uh, that I do currently, you know, in the fast food realm, taught me a lot because uh, they have really great systems and very, very organized company for sure. Yeah. But um, that was about three years with those guys and was able to work in their corporate office in Atlanta, see what that side of things is like um i think they were at about 2500 restaurants at that time Hmm. um traveled around the country opened a few stores for them and uh there's not many other people that do it quite like those guys do when it comes to being organized (laughs) yeah grand openings it's pretty impressive um and the volume at which they do is was pretty mind-blowing um and then yeah got out of the corporate world wanted to kind of get back to my roots which um i felt like was the mom and pop and uh, joined the company I'm currently with, um, and uh, and then had an opportunity, like you said, about a year ago to actually purchase the restaurant that I'm in. So that's where we're at now. Now you're at it full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. <laughs> yeah. Are you the only owner here? I am. Yeah. You well, are. Me and my wife. We have a partnership together okay. here. So. Good. Good yeah. deal. How long is how long have y'all been open? Uh, we're in our fifth year right now. So okay. in November we'll we'll celebrate our our five year anniversary. Congrats! Tell us Thank about you. Bohemian Bull. Yeah, sure. So uh, you know the full name, which I try to keep it shortened, but is the Tavern and Beer Garden Bohemian Bull Tavern and Beer Garden. So that can kind of give you an idea of what the feel is like here. Um, I always say bar food done well is the way I like to describe what our food is like. So we make all of our food from scratch we grind our own burgers here in house we buy buns made locally right down the street delivered six days a week Um, make all of our own sauces uh, try to buy as much produce as we can locally Um, and uh, that's you know what we really hang our hat on our food is a big part of what we do and then uh, from the the tavern side of things is uh, craft beer so 31 drafts um, 31 craft beers on draft all rotating, changing daily, uh, anywhere from three to five, even seven kegs a day sometimes. Um, so you're always going to come in and get something different on draft every single time you come in, which I think is really fun. We have a big local following, and so they get to come in and experience something different every single time they, they come in. And then um, 
one of the other things that we're really known for is our outdoor space. So the beer yeah. garden part of it, so 6,000 square foot space outside with um, seating for about 100 people and a fire pit and cornhole. And we do a lot of fun events out there, a lot of fundraising, really try to be part of the community. And uh, those events are typically held out in the beer garden. We have a, an oyster roast and barbecue fundraiser for a local school this Friday, as a matter of fact. Okay, good deal. Good yeah. deal. Well, I mean, okay, so we're in Charleston, but we're, I asked you beforehand, do I, is the address actually Charleston? Yeah. It's because, you know, when people think of Charleston, they sort of think of downtown Charleston. Sure. And, and we're, we're south of town a little ways. So tell me about the area that, that we're in here. Yeah, so we're, we're on James Island. So there's a lot of islands and uh, a lot of waterways and peninsulas and stuff in the Charleston area. And so, uh, technically speaking, our address is Charleston, but for the locals, we're on James Island. Um, and uh, I actually live here as well. Um, like I said, big part of the community here. We're about uh, four miles from Folly Beach, which is one of the more popular tourist beaches here. Um, actually, I, I should take that back. It's more popular local beach here. Oh, really? <laughs> um, this is, I th- I'd like to think that that's where a lot of the locals hang out out as Folly. Uh, known for its surfing and really great restaurants and really fun um, kind of artistic vibe. It's where um, the name Bohemian we really pulled from this area. Um, We're not Bohemian as in Eastern European, we're Bohemian as in uh, artistic and fun and funky and free-spirited and that's you can see by the vibe obviously. Yeah, for sure. Can't see but um, it's definitely a cool funky vibe in here. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, So are you, um, I mean, you've got a, a local beach that uh, is favored by locals, but I'm, I've got to imagine the summertime you've got a lot of tourists here as well. Or We do. Yeah, we do. We're, we are, just, I, I like to think of us as kind of semi-seasonal. I mean, we, we have a slower time of the year when it's a little bit cooler out, but we have a big enough local following that that's, we're not a real um, seasonal place, uh, okay. you know, where you get into, I think, some areas you know that are beach communities where man it's a ghost town in the off season we we don't experience that here which is nice um really good for me and my staffing i'm I'm not forced to have to do layoffs or anything like that over the the quote-unquote off season um which is very beneficial um but yeah we we definitely get a push um our lunches change a lot (laughs) as the weather gets warmer and and kids are out of school and stuff like that we do pretty quiet lunches um you know, during the school season, and then as soon as school gets out, those lunches start to ramp up, and we we definitely see a little bit of a change of pace. Even though we're four miles off the beach, during certain events, you'll see traffic back all the way up to our restaurant. So um, this Saturday is Folly Gras. The beach is called Folly Beach, and they do a Mardi Gras party on this Saturday coming up. It's a big event, and we'll have traffic that will be backed up all the way to the restaurant. Gotcha, gotcha. Good place to stop and have a beer while you're waiting to get to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's changed since you took the place over? Um, we've we definitely have uh, worked on some menu development. We're trying to uh, kind of develop more than just the burgers. That was really what we were known for in the beginning was just our burgers, and we became kind of a burger place for a while. And we still hang our hat on that. I think that will always be something that we'll be known for. Um, when you make a great burger, it's hard to get away from that. People love them. Yeah. Um, but we we're definitely uh, diving more into getting uh, a more in-depth menu. You know, we have uh, jambalaya on our menu now. We have a couple pasta dishes on your, our menu now, and we've got um, you know some 
fried shrimp platters and, you know, resourcing, uh, you know, sustainable seafood and trying to have some seafood items on our menu and crab cakes and things like that. Um, that obviously not only appeal to the locals, but also to tourists as well. If you're coming to Charleston, you want to eat good seafood. And, uh, so we've, we've gone, as we say, beyond the burger and, uh, <laughs> developed yeah. some more fun menu items as well. Um, you know, since I'd taken over, we, we built a stage outside. So we've, we've done some live music on the weekends. Um, I think, uh, for me, I go back to talking about being part of the community. That's such an important part, um, with me living here, my family here, I have two kids that are in school here, uh, being part of the community has been a big, big part for us. And so we, we do fundraisers all the time, at least once a month, we have something going on. We have a a really big one that's close to our hearts here um, for the uh, Surfers Healing, which is um, a nonprofit organization that takes uh, kids with autism out surfing, mm. um, the super mm. professional surfers and stuff, and they take them out, out on Folly Beach. And we do fundraisers for them every year, and we're doing one in, in March. It's going to be really fun. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What um, do you own this building? No, I do not. You don't I'd like to. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully at some point. Hopefully at some point. Yeah, I have a great landlord, though. We have a fantastic relationship with each other. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll be here for a while. You'll be here for a while? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're able That's you're able to continue to build the stage and grow kind of within your, your four walls? Or, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, We're and he's really open to us, obviously. It's his property, so he's, you know, going to be happy to have us do anything to it that's going to benefit it. But, um, you know, we're in the process right now. We've submitted um, permits to build... Uh, roof over top of our seated area outside so we can provide shade nice. in the um, summertime and, and eventually we'll be able to put you know fans and heaters and lighting and all that kind of stuff over over that as well so that should be in the next week or two hopefully we'll have that built out as well um, just in time for it to be 90 degrees out here right yeah yeah absolutely and is that I mean do you your long term are you you just want to continue to grow here do you plan to expand the concept or i think expansion um for me is a no-brainer i mean we've we've had a lot of people that have asked us to open in different parts of charleston um my corporate background makes me a little hesitant we were talking before this podcast started about some of the you know the challenges with big corporations when you get it when you get into a certain size um, the bureaucracies that go hand in hand with that and the, sure. the, all the, the kind of systems and stuff that are, that are put in place. And, um, I've always kind of felt like maybe three is a magic number, but I might get to three and say five's a magic number and I might get to five and say seven. I don't, I don't, I really don't know what the future holds, but, um, we do know that we want to grow at some point, um, and, and probably open a couple more, at least in the Charleston area. And then we'll see how well we manage that and how well the business goes when we get to two and three and four concepts and mm. kind of go from there two and three and four concepts or two and three <laughs> and four locations of the same uh well I'm not, we're not really sure yet i mean I, th- yeah. I think it's easy to take the format that's already been developed and and put another location out there um but uh with my background having worked at a uh, a lot of different styles of restaurants and different concepts of restaurants. I'm open to also thinking about opening different styles and different concepts as well. I think to start with, it'll probably be another Bohemian Bowl because we know the format. We know that it works. Um, you know, we have all the systems, recipes, and 
checklists and <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything that goes into having a successful business and successful restaurant we have in place here. So that that's obviously the easiest thing to do to start with. But uh, down the road, that there may be something else that develops. I've got ideas. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what, what, what those are. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> do you, um, I mean, how does like, just take a typical day. I guess your day, I know they vary a ton, but I mean, how much time do you spend here at the restaurant? Um, it changed recently. Um, about in when I first took over and really my entire career, I was a five, six day a week, seven day a week sometimes, especially during openings and new restaurants, you know, for the first six months, you pretty much live there at least six months. Um, I was probably your stereotypical restaurant manager putting in, you know, 50 to 60 hours a week, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, um, my goal, my long-term goal for my entire management team, um, and I'm very open with them about this, is really for them and myself to be more at like a 45 to 50 hour a week. I think you can um, have a much higher level of productivity when you're able to focus on those hours rather than just being here all the time yeah um but you have to be strategic about that you have to have the right staff you have to have the right people you don't flip a switch and go well i'm going to just work 40 hours this week Mm -hmm. um this business doesn't allow that (laughs) unfortunately right and uh so my my typical day um changed from working five to six days a week in the business working 10 to 12 hours a day in the business um Back in December, I started working my way out of the daily operations. I'm here for, uh, you know, when they, when obviously somebody's out sick or if there's uh, vacations or we have an event going on, I'm I'm always here. Um, And, but now my time is more spent rather than running a shift. I'm here just to kind of help, you know, and to be here when they need me to be here too. So, I'm here almost every day. Um, I probably spend seven days a week here, but I'm not necessarily here. Like this morning, we have one of my managers is here opening the restaurant, and I'll have a manager here tonight closing the restaurant. But yet, I've been here since seven o'clock this morning, and um, I'm leaving to go to a meeting this afternoon off site, and I'll be back at four o'clock this afternoon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again. Yeah, it so, varies. Um, but it's. It's nice because I think it's given me a little more flexibility, but it's also allowed me to focus on the growth of the business. So different strategy rather than being here every day and working on the four walls, as I say, of you know, bussing tables and um, washing dishes and bartending and serving. I'm looking at it from a different perspective now. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as you, as you, if you think about growth. Um, these are the types of opportunities I would imagine that, that help you attract and keep really good people on your team. Absolutely. Uh, folks that, that may want an opportunity to grow within the business as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been really lucky to have a fantastic team. I wouldn't be able to do what I do in the sense of stepping away a little bit. And I hate to use that word, but not working, I guess, the daily kind of yeah. uh, shifts if I didn't have an awesome team. I mean, yeah. we, we've got a fantastic management team um, and they're all in it for the long haul, man. They, they want to be part of it. They believe in it. Um, and uh, I'm at that point where I'm finally, uh, the trust fall is happening <laughs> where I'm, I'm stepping away more 
um, in the sense of like here you guys make some decisions on things and do some things that um, maybe I wouldn't always feel comfortable with and I, I think a great example of that was um, they wanted to open for brunch on New Year's Day because Folly Beach was doing a polar plunge and brunch for us is a, it's like opening a new restaurant we it's a whole nother menu takes a lot of staffing to do um, we do it every Sunday and that's about as much as I can handle <laughs> it's a it's a it's a little stressful sometimes um, because it's it's high volume it's one of our biggest day parts um, and uh, they wanted to do it and they pushed me and I gave them the go-ahead and we ended up doing the biggest brunch we've ever done since we've been open oh wow and so that was a huge pat on their backs because um, honestly I, I w- we've been open for you know four years we've never done it and yeah. um, and they they pushed and, and they and it, it allowed me to kind of it, it gave me a big smile because I was very proud they had made that decision to do something that why do you think was, it was so important risky. to them um, because I think that they felt like they wanted to own that piece to a little own bit. Something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and sure they and could they execute. Were, and they were willing to take the the failure on it if it had happened. And it wouldn't have been. It wasn't like a huge risk. You know yeah. I mean? It was just labor costs essentially was the biggest thing. You know, obviously we're bringing in some different food and stuff. But they were... Um, they were excited and enthusiastic about it, and it, I almost couldn't say no. And we were at that point too, where I was feeling more and more comfortable. You know, I, I had been, you know, thirty days in or so at that point of kind of stepping away, and uh, and I, I felt good about the decisions they were making, and so felt confident with them doing it, and it, it worked out great. Obviously, this is a this is a tough business. Restaurants are a tough business. It's hard to get it right. It's hard to get it right for a long period of time. Um, you guys have done really well with that. Uh, you probably, you know, you've, you've had a lot of experience in it. You know a lot of the systems you need to put into place and the uh, way you need to manage and run these places well. What, um, when you see places come and go, and I'm sure that happens, it must happen a lot in Charleston. There's just so many restaurants here. Uh, they can't every, all be successful. What, what, what are people getting wrong? What are people missing when they... Uh, when they don't succeed. And that's, that's tough because, you know, I always try to have a sense of humility um, because I think it, it can, I always feel like, gosh, it can happen to any one of us any day, you know, because yeah. you do see sometimes restaurants that are really great, you know, that you're like, wow, I wonder what happened there. But nine times out of 10, I feel like it's usually that you kind of can place you. There's a reason why, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of looking at it and go, okay, well, that's why they, they didn't make it. And, I've always um, felt like there's four things you have to get really right in this business, and that's good food, good service, um, cool, good vibe. Uh, you know, some people call that different things, um, but we call it a vibe here, and um, cleanliness. And, you know, we've all been to that, like, hole-in-the-wall restaurant that maybe, like, doesn't have the greatest vibe, but, man, their food is, like out of this world good yeah so i think you can get away with some of those things but you can't get away with multiple of them i think you have to have almost all those kind of clicking mm-hmm. and um and i th- and from what i've seen from my what my experience has been like has been that that's typically why a lot of restaurants don't do well is because they don't focus on all four of those aspects there's a lot that go into each one of those things it's it sounds very simple so yeah. just do these four things and you'll right, be successful right, right. but obviously those four things each one of them has a, a bountiful list of things that you have to do in order to make those work 
um, and you know, I've done some consulting and, uh, typically when I go into restaurants to do consulting, that's, it's usually some, one of those things that's missing. It's yeah. usually the case. Yeah. Yeah. And you're able to pick that, pick up on that and pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 Typically speaking. Um, how much do you still do consulting? Um, not right now. Not no. since I've bought the business, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy to, I'm always, I'm always open to do it. And a lot of times I don't, I don't do it at any charge because yeah. I, I want to see other businesses succeed. That's awesome. Um, I think that like you said, this business is challenging and I think a lot of people put a lot of love into what they do with this business and then they see it fail and they don't really know why. Um, and, uh, I, I want to see a lot of those people succeed. So I, I like doing it if I can, you know, if I have the time to do it, I don't mind spending time with people. Cause a lot of times it's not, it's not something that takes a ton of time and effort to do, you know, it's just, it's just, Hey, look at this, look at this from this kind of perspective and how things are happening here and, and, and fix this piece of your piece of your puzzle. And, and unfortunately in this business, that's not a light switch. You know, you're not going to fix this one thing and then all of a sudden drums yeah. of people are going to come running through your door. Yeah. Um, you have to then get people back in. <laughs> and that's Absolutely. also the second challenging part. So. Um, how do you, do you use, are you, do you use a lot of social media? We do. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I manage that for the most part, but I manage it with the help of, um, we have like a, a guy that works for us, um, that does photography and, um, tries to keep our brand consistent, mm-hmm. um, with, through, through the photography. Cause that's what social media primarily is, is, you know, your photographs of your food and your business and your events. And, uh, if those are coming from different cameras or different filters or, you know, just different people posting it, 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 um, you, end up with inconsistency so we have a guy who does that um he also does graphic design for us as well so that helps um when i say i manage it i simply just basically do the posting yes of of the material that he puts together okay gotcha um, so it's my verbiage maybe i guess is a good way to put it yeah with his photography yeah i mean is that becoming more and more prevalent within i don't know it's hard to say it seems like some places are just locked in on social media Mm -hmm. and some are very successful and don't you know maybe do as much sure i would agree with that um completely i think there's some places that they don't feel that um they it's it may not be relevant to their business and that's maybe why they choose not to do it and maybe they don't feel like they need to because they have the success without needing to do it um i think our customer base enjoys it i think they want to know what's happening with our food and what's happening with our beers and like we spoke earlier about the kind of ever-changing beer list that we have. Mm-hmm. I think they enjoy finding out about that. One of the things that's been really successful with us is on Fridays we do a, a little beer video. It's started out as something that I just did for fun and like a one-minute long video where I'd take pick one of our beers off our draft list and take a few minutes to just kind of chat about it and say, hey, this is our beer of the week and this yeah. is what it tastes yeah. like and this is what the hops are that are in it and this is what kind of malts they're using and this is the ABV and the IBUs and come get it while we have it. And, um, I did one video and it had like a thousand views and I was like, Oh, that was pretty good. So I, <laughs> I continue to do it and I've been doing it for years now. Um, and it's one of the most, like when I miss a week or two here or there, if something's going on and I don't have time to make the video or whatever, I'll, I'll hear it. I'll actually get text messages and stuff from regulars and from my family who doesn't live here. Like, I missed your video this week. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. So, um, that, that, 
I think shows how impactful stuff like that can be. So the guys who aren't doing it, you know, maybe there's a reason why they're not doing it. Um, or maybe they just don't have the, maybe the, the resources to do it as well. I don't know. Yeah. Instagram primarily. Is that what you use? Or? Both. Yeah. Both Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. Um, I don't know if Twitter is relevant for restaurants or not. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if we have any followers on Twitter or not, to be honest with you. I hate to be that way, but, um, so there probably is somebody out there going, Oh, that's how I follow you guys. But yeah, <laughs> it's uh, primarily Facebook and, and Instagram is where we get most of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Good deal. Good deal. What else is on your mind? Anything else? Uh, no, man. Love schedule fly though. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely want to give you guys a shout out, man. It's been a, an incredible um, format for us to use, and uh, everybody who comes on board with us thinks it's like the coolest thing ever. And so we really appreciate it, and and have really enjoyed in the years that we've been using it, and hope to see you guys continue to grow and and uh, continue to to use the platform you guys are using because it's incredible. It's awesome. Really I appreciate that very yeah, much. Thank absolutely. you. Thank. We're proud to serve you. I'm proud to serve a lot of awesome you know i mean that's just kind of our audience it's locally owned small you know independent restaurants small restaurant groups folks that are dialed into their communities folks that are doing things creative and fun and um while very thankful to have the opportunity to come out and sit down and meet folks like you chad and talk to you and hear your story and share your story and well, I mean, when you came in today and you, you're like, oh, I met with this person, this person, and like, we're all in that community. You know, I know all those guys that you met with today and, and um, they would, you know, it, I think a lot of similar mindsets in what we do and uh, and they've had great successes in, in themselves. And I think it's cool that we all agree to use the same platform. I mean, that, that yeah. I think that speaks volumes to um, its relevancy and, and its ability you know, to be functional and at the same time, simple and affordable. And I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. We I really pre- appreciate, I it. appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for saying that. Not necessary, but, uh, but very much appreciated. Absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap this up folks. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll have more episodes coming up soon, but, um, uh, thank you, Chad Beal, Bohemian bull here in Charleston, South Carolina. Y'all thank have you. a good one.